welcome to another episode of your fave sisters talking about crooked crimes. I'm Tristan. Taylor's the other person talking on this podcast. And we are here to deliver to you the, I don't know, podcast. Like, what's up? Anyway, so, yeah. Um... Today's episode, I literally don't know. I wrote three with question mark, question mark, because I have no idea what episode we are on. But to- 32. Today's the day. It is 32. Episode 32. And yeah, what are you guys up to? Taylor, what have you been up to lately? Oh, you know, just dealing with my possible psychopathic neighbor child, which is great. I and like I don't know if I'm just like hypersensitive to things because of all the information that we like read on a regular basis or like if this is actually true. But 15 years from now, if I were to find out he was murdering people, I would not be surprised. You need to like all. write that name down. I well, no, it's never gonna leave my head now. I don't even know his last name. I just know his first exactly. name. Exactly. Yeah, Investigate. You need the last it's name. Sketch. Sketchity sketch sketch. So. People, just watch your kid and and such, because you never know. Like, this kid this morning was telling my six-year-old about how he was going to bomb the neighborhood. So, good times. Mm. Anyways, we are sisters from the Pacific Northwest, and every Thursday we are here to give you the details of a crime that you may already know and discuss our thoughts and opinions. Like you, we are completely obsessed with true crime. Not in a morbid way, though. And we, too, realize that many criminals find the Pacific Northwest is the perfect place to make their twisted fantasies a reality. We are not professionals by any means, but rather crime enthusiasts who like to talk. So with that, let's get started. Um, Totally rude. I didn't get to say how I was doing. Oh. But it's fine. No, it's no. It's fine. Share with us now. No. Nope. No. Nope. Why? <laughs> are you serious? Nope. Oh my nope. gosh! Way to nope. be all salty. Nope. It's no fine. one cares. No, everybody. It's cares. not like I wrote this podcast. I didn't write Taylor. Tell me about your life and then cut off Tristan. But oh, okay. So tell me about your whatever. life. It's fine. It's no, fine. the fans want to know. The fans. This isn't just Taylor's podcast. This is Taylor. We are crooked crime sisters. There are two of us. Anyway, why don't you tell everybody about your Barnes and Noble trip? I did go to Barnes and Noble. And? And I picked up a book. And what did you see? So I picked up a book by Colleen Hoover because that is just like the bookity book person to read about the nowadays. Book. book talk, you know. Um, and it was suggested to me. Actually, like I watched the TikTok like a while ago and I saved it and I was like, one of these days, I'm going to start reading. I'm actually on this very, like, health journey. Don't, I don't know, always on a health journey. Before, I was on keto for, like, literally a second. And now here I am, a health journey. Whoa. Um, but, yeah. I started working out. Which, I just want to say, if you have anxiety and people told you, like, oh, start working out. Like, that would totally help. And, like, you were like me. And you're like, yeah. You know, like, that's not Whatever. that's not going to help me. Like, that literally sounds awful. It actually helps so much. <laughs> I've well, literally good. cured my anxiety. I have not cured my anxiety. But, like, to the <laughs> point where I'm like, I literally am like, don't really even, like, get as anxious as I used to. So, yeah. Well, that's really good. But now I read books. I'm just a whole different person. My boyfriend has no idea who I am anymore. So... 
I don't get home until like 7 p.m. at night because I'm working out and reading books. But working out and reading books. That's just me. Recur- Are you one of those hmm. people who like read a book while you're working out? I know that that's a thing. Who too. the frick is doing that? Audiobooks. That's not I reading a book listening. then. Kind of. You're like, that's like saying reading a book while you drive and you listen to an audiobook. Like, that's not the same thing. Okay, fine. One is a safety hazard and probably illegal. The other one is chill. It's chill. It's fine. Um, no, I don't listen to audiobooks. I don't know how audiobooks work. I'm I'm very new to the book world. Um, but I'm I'm reading a book, like I said, by Colleen Hoover. It's called Verity. It's supposed to be a thriller. It's supposed to be good. I've never really read like an actual thriller, so we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll do like a little book review. This can be, yeah, like we said that one time, a book club. I'd be down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I also saw the Anne Rule section, and, like, she literally has, like, 20 books, and I'm just like, but why? (laughs) But but how? And I didn't see, like, my best friend Ted or whatever it is. I did Oh, the one that she wrote, like, with Ted Bundy. Yeah, like, isn't it, like, called, like, my friend or something? And they're not friends. I don't even know what it's called. Something dumb like that. I don't even know. But I did see the book about um, Rhonda. Reynolds, the girl that was it suicide? Well, and, was and it the, not? Who knows? Yeah, this the snap that you sent me. I saw small sacrifices down in the corner. Oh, so. yeah, Di- Diane down. Shout out to Diane. So, yeah, but yeah, she literally has like twenty books. Um, if you want to read them, I guess I'm not here supporting her. This is not a campaign for Anne Rule, but read a book once in a while. Relax your brain. Massage your brain. It's not really relaxing. Massage your it's brain. like a massage. Yeah. Like a painful massage. Anyway, let's get into this podcast. This is going to be, like, not a long one, but it's just, like, so much information. So, yeah, read a book before you listen to this so you can, like, really just absorb everything. Um, yeah. Today's case, the disclaimer is there will be murder, child molestation slash murder, and capital punishment. Talking about capital punishment. Yes. In preparation for this, I actually um, read some articles this morning about, like, our former governor and, like, how he felt about it and all of those kind of things. And it was really interesting. So, with that being said, let's get into today's case. Um, today's case is very important to the state of Oregon's d- judicial history. Well, I mean, I don't know. I may be, like, playing that up, but it's it's probably actually not that important now that I think about it, but it was history-making. Is that a phrase? It made history. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, today we will be talking about Douglas Wright. He was one of the first criminals to be sentenced to death by lethal injection in Oregon in 1996. So, before we get into his crimes, let's just get some background on lethal injection and Oregon's relationship with the death penalty and all that. So, Taylor, give me the definition. And I quote, lethal injection is the practice of injecting one or more drugs into a person, typically a barbiturate, a paralytic, and a potassium solution, for the express purpose of causing rapid death. The drugs cause the person to become unconscious, then it stops their breathing and causes a heart arrhythmia in that order. End quote. So, 
obviously by the things she listed, I could not read that quote. So that's why Taylor had to read it. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so they actually announce official death once the heart stops, which obviously, yeah. but on average, it takes about seven minutes to fully go into the system and like kill someone. But it's supposed to be like painless. Let me put that, that honestly, in there. Yeah. See, to me, I thought it took like 30 minutes to like an hour. So seven minutes to me is really long. However, I'm sure for the people who are like A, being injected with it, or B, the ones that have to like wait, it probably takes for freaking ever. It is not seven minutes in heaven. Yeah, no, I can't imagine that. Like literally like that sounds awful. I wonder though, like how would you feel? Because I'm thinking now like, oh my God, seven whole minutes I'd have to wait. Like the anxiety is already racing through me. (laughs) Because yeah, I just hate exactly. waiting for things. Like, literally, I don't know. I'm not impatient, but, like, I just get anxiety waiting for things and not doing anything. And if I'm strapped to a chair, I can't do anything. Having to wait for seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. like, I but wonder, then at the and same I time, to... it slows down your heart, so your anxiety, like, <laughs> it would be, like, well, good. Well, okay, it said that they go unconscious, so, like, they're not even really aware of what's going on. But that's true. I wonder, like, do they play music or do they all just, like, sit there in silence? And that's a that's a legit question. I am not at all trying play to be music. like disrespectful what are they or, gonna or play? morbid. I don't know, freaking some classical stuff oh, or something. Like I don't know. It's... I'm not saying like Led Zeppelin or anything. I'm just saying like I just wonder if it's something where they they literally just sit there in silence, or if there's some sort of something going on. Do they have conversations? Like, well, the whole thing's just we weird, will get into you it. Know? I did some research okay. on this topic, as you can tell. I, I wrote a podcast see, about yeah. it. <laughs> oh. Anyway. No. Um, so, yeah. Uh, now, I'm not sure if you have opinions on this, but it sounds like pr- like a pretty sucky way to die, to me at least. Like, being injected. Like, I don't know. Just dying sucks anyway, but that, like, doesn't sound fun. But then again, y'all did sucky things to get there in the execution chair, so it's like... You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I mean, like. Well, and honestly, with the other options to die of hanging or to have the electric chair, like, I'd be super fine with, you know, executing the way that they do by lethal injection. Yeah, I think I'd like pick that way too. Or I'd pick like firing squad if that was an option. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, if I had to list them, if I had to list them in order, I would say lethal injection, firing squad, um, hanging, then electric. Yeah, for sure. In that order. Anyway, so let's get into like Oregon's history here. Oregon had a long, complicated relationship with the death penalty, just in general. Which, I mean, it is, yeah. like, a very sticky topic. I To this day, like, I still don't know my opinions. Kind of, like, it, it literally changes. Like, one day I'm like, yeah, kill them all. And then the other day I'm like, eh, is it really worth it? I don't know. So, <laughs> it really changes. But same with everyone else. So, in 1914, yeah. Oregon first abolished the death penalty based off of popular vote. But six years later, it was reinstated and back by, you guessed it, popular vote. So, it's like... What? <laughs> yeah. Um. It was kept around until 1964 when Oregon's again voted to get rid of it. So during 1964, there were actually three people who were on like death row and like were yeah. getting like sentenced. Um. One of them being our homegirl JJ. 
Crooked River Ranch Girl. So yeah, all their all three of them, their fates got changed to a life in prison instead of death. So I guess it's lucky for them. If depends how you view it, I guess. I don't know. Exactly. Then and JJ ended up getting out. <laughs> so yeah, no, she totally yeah. Did. So then again, like, it was good for her, I guess. Um, yeah. So the death penalty was back in play by popular vote in 1978. But then three years later, the Oregon Supreme Court declared the punishment of death unconstitutional and abandoned it. Of course, though, wait one more second, because three more years later in 1984, again, by popular demand, the death penalty was back. And technically, Oregon has had it ever since. So, yeah. I really don't know how, like, how, like, you know, the state of Oregon's like, oh, it's unconstitutional, like, let's not, and then, like, I, I really don't know, like, why Oregonians, like, do we all, like, petition letters? Like, do we just write to the state and, like, it's not unconstitutional anymore, like, we want it back? I don't know why. I have no idea, yeah, and I wonder, like, why it ebbs and flows the way that it does, so because weird. if you think about it, it's like every few years, so it's like everybody's politically changing every few years, which I guess kind of makes sense, but at the same time, like, guys, just freaking make up your minds, right? <laughs> Either do it or don't. Like, Yeah, I agree. Why do we have to keep, like, flip-flopping back and forth? That seems kind of obnoxious, but whatever. It's really interesting because I was reading a lot of articles on this, and a lot of people, like, just quotes of people saying, like, there are certain crimes where people were like, oh my god, this person's totally going to get death penalty, like, yada, yada, yada. And then it ended up being, like, they didn't get it because of whatever yeah. reason. And they're, like, those those people should have died. Like, they should have been executed, like, day one. They, like, obviously, like, said they confessed to the crimes. They did something so awful, yada, yada, yada. So I think that's why, like, a lot of people are, like, changed opinions. Because when you run into a crime where someone literally is, like, tearing apart people and, like, being crazy. And you're, like, oh, my God, get this person out. Like, they need to be yeah. death penalty. Send them away send them on to the next world you know i think that's what really swayed a lot of people but again it's just another example of the you know justice system disappointing us every single day well i feel like too like it shouldn't be like a blanket for everybody like oh it's either for everybody or it's for nobody i feel like it should be like a case-by-case basis like it should totally depend on what they did why they did it how long they did it are they remorseful like i feel like there's a lot of factors that go into it yeah but because but because we have this like blanket thing and and i'm sorry to like totally steal your thunder but the article that i read this morning said that on average each state executes like over a hundred people since the like i don't know the 1800s or whatever or the 1900 early 1900s but oregon has actually only executed 21 so it's like loser significantly <laughs> less yeah because oregon is a loser state and they go back on what they say and yeah. they can't decide what they want to do and i don't know i have a lot of thoughts and again like i literally have like the worst opinion ever because i'm one of those people unfortunately that's like i can see my point of view but i also can see your point of view and i can see your mom's point of view and i can see you know what i mean like i can <laughs> yeah. see everyone's point of view like this like the governor we're going to talk about the governor at the time was john kitzhaber kitzhaber yeah um and like there's certain things that he did which i was like oh my god john like what is going on but then at the same time like 
if I was in your shoes, John, I don't know if I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would have the balls to do yeah. it either. Like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, talking about John, um, Governor, I'm going to, I call him Governor K because literally his name, it's probably not that hard, but it's it's too hard for me. Um, yeah. He set up a more, do you know what that word is? Mor- moratorium? Huh? Moratorium? A moratorium. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Let me define it really quick because <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm correct. You know, I just, like, totally stole it out of all the things I read, so I want you to make sure I'm correct. A temporary um, prohibition of an activity. Perfect. Okay, so, yes, he set up a moratorium. Prohibiting. And declared yeah. that he would not allow any more executions. Yeah. Even though two ended up happening, but I really don't want to get into that yet. It's a little off topic at the moment. And our current governor, Kate, the Insert Your Opinions Brown, has kept the same promise. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it's really interesting. I don't know why Oregon is so flip-floppy on it. Um, but as we are sitting in the state of Oregon right now, it looks like we will not be executing anyone anytime soon. Yeah, as long as she's in office. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. So, anyway, back to lethal injection. So, fun fact, some people, like, sometimes they don't die. <laughs> um, I read that Yikes. it's actually <laughs> probably way more cases of people being sentenced to death, and then the execution ended up failing, like, more than we would think. Um, yeah. I read that ethnically, doctors don't kill people, so t- I, I'm... What I understand, doctors, like, take an oath that, like, I'm going to help save everyone. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. Yeah. The Hippocratic oath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the ones who do carry out lethal injections and such are usually, like, way less trained. They're not, like, real doctors. <laughs> Which, again, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, and see, it's hard because you're like, okay, you're a criminal. Like, this like, is, who cares? This is what your punishment <laughs> is supposed to be. Yeah. So, do we care who does it? I mean, but at the same time, if if something happens, like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to bring up a movie, I think of the Green Mile, uh-huh. and I feel like everybody thinks of the Green Mile in the part where the guy, like, did it wrong, and he didn't wet the sponge, so it took, you know, ten times longer for the guy to die in the electric chair because the person who was doing it didn't do it right. So it wasn't done correctly, and then it ended up being an issue in that movie. Super good movie, but that's, like, a super sad part. So, anyways, keep going. Yeah, I never... I only watched the end of that movie and, like, he's a mouse or something. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, there is a mouse, but yes. And it really good. You should it. watch it sometime. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, exactly, because you didn't watch the whole thing. Okay, you Crazy know what? Lady. Again, why they got movies on TV that are literally five hours long. I can't watch that. Anyway. Ma'am. On a side note, I'm going to call you out. Write me out. You cannot say anything about the length of a movie because we used to watch Tent Kingdom all the time, and that movie's like six hours long. So That's different because there's no commercials. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that is an amazing feature. <laughs> that is literally a hidden gem. It is. It really I is. Actually, if you haven't and you've got six hours to kill, find it. You, I've watched it on Roku already, so hmm. it's out there. I've actually recently, like, realized, like, oh, my God, Tanner, like, I've never made you sit through that. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> are you busy this weekend? Do you want to, like, literally gouge your eyes out? Because I know you would not be down for this. Like, are you – I'm so excited. You're not going to like it. But you have to watch it because all of the things that we quote, it'll make so much more sense <sighs> That movie to literally is iconic and it is so off topic. We need to get back to – Okay, sorry, sorry. Everyone yes. is – 
killing people. Anyway, yep. we are okay. killing people. <laughs> we aren't, but we're bad. Not bad people, but bad doctors. Not they're not bad doctors. Yeah, they're just not highly trained doctors are killing people. Yes. During legally. Anyway, um. So I also found out that there's like a myth that people think that if you end up surviving the death penalty, you like get off scotch free. Like that is. <laughs> Super <laughs> have you heard of that? Ridiculous to no, I've never heard of that because I have a brain. Okay, like, I kind of what person? What person's like? Oh yeah, well they tried to kill him, but like double jeopardy, right? No, that's, that's not that's double jeopardy. Literally <laughs> such a like that's like the biggest like thing that's like oh double jeopardy. So yeah, like I said, double jeopardy. A lot of people blame it on that, and a lot of people blame it on like oh it's God saving them like for a second chance, second life, and like we shouldn't play God and. Yada, no, yada, yada. and double jeopardy applies to the victim. It does not involve the person, like, like it's if the victim is still alive. It does not mean the person who committed the crime just gets to, like, go off and do whatever. Like, what? That's, girl, do no, you know what double you jeopardy have, is? Yes. When, yeah, the person who's supposedly, like, the victim who dies, if they're still alive, then obviously you didn't, like, if murder is the thing. Huh? So it doesn't even apply to the person who's in there is what I'm saying. Like, it wouldn't apply to the criminal for them to not die if they're trying to say double jeopardy. Like Double jeopardy try to is, kill- like, you get charged for the same crime twice. So, say I killed someone yeah. and I get death penalty and I live, it's, like, you can't charge me to kill someone again and give me death penalty again. That's what they're saying. Yeah, but that's not how that I works. I know that's not how that works. I don't know what you're talking about. Victims dying. Victims are not dying. No, I'm saying that it it applies if the victim was still living and they were charged with murder, is what I'm saying. The supposed victim that they were put in... You know what? That didn't make sense. We're not nope, nope, this. nope. I explained it way better. You? No, no, I do. Okay, no idea what whatever. Anyway, no, I totally thought, like, maybe you could because I literally was reading about people surviving um, death penalty and I'm like, well, how'd they survive if they're still alive? Like, if they survive death penalty, like, they should just go die again the next day. I don't understand why they wait so long, but the more you know yeah. so they don't get off scotch free usually if they survive uh they try to fight it they try to like do more appeals to like you know prolong the thing but in the end they usually are still stuck on death penalty so again interesting um Ugh. and we have some quotes that literally make me shudder of disgust so taylor if you'd like to read them Go ahead. Oh, if I'd like to. All right. If I'd like to, I won't. But since, don't even front. Um, I asked you to read these earlier, and you're like, "Yeah, these were like whatever." I'm not. I don't feel bad. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> They're not as intense as I thought they were going to be. But here we go. And I quote: In 1984, the state of Georgia executed Alpha Otis O'Daniel Stevens. Wow, for the murder of a man who in- interrupted Stevens during a burglary ten years earlier. The first jolt of electricity from the electric chair failed to kill him, and Stephen sat in his chair, alive and by some accounts, semi-conscious. For six minutes, while his body cooled enough for doctors to examine him, they then decided to give him another jolt. End quote. Like, that would suck. Yeah, like, that's disgusting. Honestly, like, that is, like, I feel like I should have said a warning before that. Like, just imagine. Disclaimer, yeah. <laughs> because, like... Listener discretion is advised. You get These literally are... electrocuted, and then, like, you're, like, still, like, half alive, and then they're like, okay, well, we're gonna wait for him to cool down. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. Well, I mean, okay, 
So this is a perfect example because this guy in Oregon would have never been executed because the ones who have gotten executions in Oregon have had like super, super heinous crimes. And I'm not saying that it's not a, that like it's okay to like, oh, well, it was just a burglary and then he killed him. No, I'm not saying that's okay, but it's just interesting at the difference between like from state to state as what people like will kill somebody for like a life for a life i've heard people say that i for not but in oregon that's biblical but in in oregon like that's not how it goes like you have to be like super yucky to even imagine get yeah. that type of yeah to even have the honor so, just kidding <laughs> to, um, to be executed in oregon yes here which okay but we know that sorry to interrupt but we know that because the happy face killer remember like he was gung-ho to be like yup take me back to oregon because he knew he wouldn't die because even though he had other states who were coming after him he was just gonna stay in oregon no matter what because he knew he would live oregon is weak so yeah exactly how awful disgusting electrocuting i don't want to be electrocuted at all that literally sounds so gross unless they batter me up and like deep fry me i think i'd be down for that anyway here read another quote and i quote ohio unsuccessfully tried to put broom then age 53 to death by lethal injection on september 15th of 2009 the execution was called off after two hours when technicians could not find a suitable vein and broom cried in pain Cried in pain while receiving 18 needle sticks. Yikes. Broom was See, then- you are literally heartless. <laughs> Miss- I don't think it's that bad. Well, I mean- anyway, keep going. <laughs> Broom was returned to death row where he fought unsuccessfully to avoid a second execution. His most recent execution date was in June, but in the spring, Republican Governor Mike DeWine issued a reprieve and set a new date for March of 2022. His attorneys filed arguments with the U.S. Supreme Court that he should be spared a second attempt. Broom survived the 2009 execution only to live with the ever-increasing fear and distress the same process would be used at him on him at his next execution date. Attorney Timothy Sweeney and Adele Shank said in a statement, end quote. So that was a lot to like quote in there, but I mean, see, I'm. this is where I get kind of heartless, and I want to know, okay, first of all, what was your crime? What did you do? Second of all, like, yes, being poked by needles sucks, but, like, you were bawling because I don't think he was crying because of being poked by needles. I think he was crying because he probably didn't want to die, but that's just me, so. <sighs> yeah, I guess we'll actually never know because, um, unfortunately, slash, I guess, fortunately for Broom, he actually <laughs> passed away due to COVID <laughs> in 2020. So, okay, so he did not have to relive that lethal injection attempt again. Interesting. So, I, I again, like, I was like, it's eh, kind of good. I guess you didn't want to die like that, but die of COVID kind of sucks too. So, yeah, <sighs> I don't know. Um, but anyway. That was some fun facts about lethal injection and just, like, capital punishment in general. Sorry if it's, like, a little off topic, but I went down a rabbit hole and I just, like, had to share. So. No, I think it's, like, a super interesting topic and I I feel like everybody's afraid to talk about it. Like, you're not afraid to talk about it with, like, your close friends and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, nobody wants to go out and, like, give their opinions because in our cancel culture, like, everybody's waiting for someone to just shut them down. So I appreciate it. 
Well, yeah, and I just, I, I, I don't know. It's it's like hard to talk about capital punishment and all that stuff because I just don't. I don't have a set opinion. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I don't know. Yeah. Open-minded is fine. Open-minded for sure. Yeah. But let's get into today's main character, Douglas Franklin Wright. Mm So Doug was born on March 25th of 1940 in Spirit Lake, Iowa. Have you ever been to Iowa? No, I have not. Uh, me neither. And it's a state I always forget when I had to do the 50 states <laughs> test. Yeah. I always forgot Iowa. And I, you know one I really, really always forgot? Nebraska. I, that was the last one I always filled out. Interesting. I never remember. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, it's like middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, uh, Doug did not have a great family life. Um, his dad was an alcoholic and his mother just really wasn't around and quote, neglected him. Interesting. So, okay. Now I didn't see if he had any siblings, but yeah, it seems like he like lived a pretty lonely life. I mean, your mom is neglecting you and your dad's an alcoholic. Like, yeah, not fun times. Like- you just chill by yourself and cry in the corner, honestly. But yeah, who knows? Um, and according to some physiological reports done on Doug, he had gone through multiple traumas, including physical and sexual abuse as a kid. Great. So it wasn't like I didn't find out if it was his family that was doing it, if it was someone else doing it, but it said that he did go through those traumas. Yeah. I further on, I'm going to guess it was his family that did it, but that's just a. Don't quote me on it, um, but it's just a guess. Yeah. An educated estimate, educated guess. Anyway, um, by the time Doug reached high school, he was just, like, not doing well, and he ended up dropping out. Do you know, like, when he dropped out? Like, what age or whatever? Like, when he was in high school. <laughs> There's four years in high school, ma'am. <laughs> I don't know. Pick one. Okay. So I'm going to give it sophomore year. Yeah. So basically we're saying like doesn't have like an education really like past middle school. I mean, probably not, especially like if like he's the type like I mean, not to blame him, but like I mean, if he has a bad family life, yeah, not really doing well, kind of an outcast, dropped out it's like it, if you drop out of high school, it's like usually you were like not even there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just weren't even like, Exactly. Yeah. You were not paying attention, you were not doing anything, you were not succeeding, like practically know nothing yeah um so after the dropout of high school i mean you only have so many options so he joined the marines i mean if we have learned in the past the military is such a great place for someone with such past issues and dramas oh yeah uh mental health issues yeah you want to go hide you want to go yeah i'm i don't even know what to say because nothing i have to say about the u.s military is anything that's great so I'm just going to put my opinion in my back pocket. Well, I was totally saying that out of sarcasm. Like, it is not a great place if you have, like, literal traumas and No, not at all. And you're a psychopath. Even if you don't. Um, I still think, like, oh, never mind. Keep going. Anyway. Uh, so, and, <laughs> so, Doug ended up getting kicked out of the Marines for sexually assaulting a five-year-old boy while stationed in California. Disgusting. So, I will go ahead and jump on that boat with you and say that it was probably happening to him as a child. I mean, by somebody that he was close with for it to have continued the way that it did and for him to go on and do it. And more likely that it was probably someone that was a family member because just 
just from my own like psycho psychological studies that I do, psychology studies that I do. <laughs> Okay, Linda Hazard, my own, I'm my own doctor. (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, there's actually, there's more facts. There's more things to support my theories as we go down. Okay. But anyway, so, and yeah, I don't really understand, like, he got kicked out of the Marines for that, but did I see him get charged with that? No. Did I see him doing it? No. Oh, Um, gross. I don't know, like, what happened. And I, I, I don't know i don't think i say it later but supposedly he like um confessed to a probation officer later on that he says that he probably assaulted up to like 60 kids <gasps> oh my or something gosh. crazy like that i might be quoting it wrong yeah maybe less maybe lower but yeah he like a crazy mouth so like dudes messed up yeah um but yeah after that, it honestly just goes, like, downhill from here. Uh, Doug begins to do some petty crimes here and there, and by the 1960s, he was arrested for multiple burglaries and sentenced to eight years in prison. Yikes. So he is just a gem and a half, basically. Yeah, and, like, I think, honestly, like, I think at this time, he's probably also, like, molesting kids and doing other stuff that he just never got caught for. Yeah. Um. So, by 1969, Doug was, like, back out into the world and at it again with his shenanigans. Ew. Um, now, before I begin, let me state this man is off his rocker. Like, he is crazy. Okay. Um, so, let's remember his childhood and past traumas. Okay. So, Doug's first, like, major, major crime. I mean, he did go to prison for eight years for burglary, whatever. But this is, like, naughty. Some naughty stuff. Yeah. Um. In September of 1969, so he literally got out the same year. He's been out for, at most, like, six, seven months. Yeah. Um. So he broke into the house of a 70-year-old woman named Margaret Rosenberry in Portland, Oregon. So within the house was Margaret and her granddaughter, 27-year-old Gail Snelling. So... Doug knew the family beforehand, so it's assumed. I'm. I mean, I'm assuming that Margaret and Gail like thought nothing of him like breaking in. They didn't think like, oh, intruder. Yeah. Um. They're just like, oh, it's Doug. Whatever. Like, don't yeah. hear. Maybe. Like, knows? what are you maybe doing he was here? Supposed to be there. I'm not sure the exact story. Yeah. But upon entering the house, Doug shot Margaret and Gail multiple times in the head, killing them both with a pistol. Oh my gosh. And the only other person in the house was Gail's five-year-old son. Doug abducted the boy and took him to multiple hotels where he ended up molesting him. After a few days on the run, Doug ended up abandoning the boy, like, on the side of the road and just continued running from authorities. Oh, my gosh. So, did this little boy, like, obviously he's five years old. I have a six-year-old, so that's just freaking terrifying to begin with. Mm -hmm. But, like, was he, did he, like, go get, find help? Like, was he just, do we know what happened to the boy or he just, like... I didn't see, like, I didn't read too much into this because this was not, like, the main, main event. I mean, this is oh obviously like a terrible, horrible crime. Yeah. Um, But I didn't read too much into it. I didn't name the boy's name or anything, which I, I'm totally okay with. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be named. Uh, but it just said that he ended up, like, banning him on the side of the street because they, they did search for the boy. Like, they knew the boy was missing. Like, the police were, like, on to him. Like, yeah. where's Doug? He has the kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, they knew, like, they are looking for him. So I think... He, like, you know, tried to run from the cops, and then he was like, okay, like, I literally cannot run with you anymore. Like, 
I need to like drop you off and do something with you. So well, yeah, I'm grateful that he lived. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, there was trauma, obviously, in being part of that. But I'm yeah, yeah. Okay, (sighs) but um, so like I said, police actually launched a huge manhunt for Doug as soon as he murdered Margaret and Gail Mm -hmm. and abducted the little boy. He ended up evading the cops for about a month. Um, he was finally caught after shooting and wounding a man at a billiards hall in Banks, Oregon. Okay. So, yeah. Doug was found guilty of killing both Margaret and Gail and sentenced to 35 years in prison. When asked about the abduction of the five-year-old boy, he stated that he always wanted a son. Oh, okay. Valid reason, right? Just go steal one. Those were the times, though. Seriously. <laughs> like, in that... Well, and this is where I get to the point where, like, I think a family member was abusing him because he was molesting the kid he stole. And, like, that's not a normal... Yeah, that's not what a dad does. ...father-son no. relationship. Okay. He obviously doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Valid. So, very, very valid point. That was my, like, number one yeah. fact. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, I could see that. And, like, no, you could really see it. Yeah. It's crystal clear. Like, yeah. sir... <laughs> So, yeah, um, freaking creepy. Uh, but, yeah, like we've said, like you were saying, too, like, people just stole kids. Like, people steal kids still today. They just steal kids. I don't know what's wrong with them. Why are you stealing kids for? It's yeah, like, it's not as common crazy. as it used to be. But I'd say, like, well up into, like, the 80s, like, people would just take kids if they wanted them. Oh, yeah. No. Like, it, it's insane. I think it's because also, like, it was easier back then. Nowadays. Yeah. Good luck. You've got freaking cameras everywhere. Um, but yeah, so for some awesome reason, Doug ended up only serving 13 of his 35 years oh since he, gosh. quote, was a model prisoner. Do we you know, know he just where casually he killed people? Was he serving his time in Iowa? Where was he serving that time at? No, he's in like Portland. He killed him in Portland. Oh I don't know where gosh. he's at, though. I didn't yeah. look it up. Gross. <laughs> look it up where. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He might be at the state pen. He ends up at the state pen, at least. But anyway, um, unfortunately, he was uh, not a model citizen. Yeah. As soon as he got out, he was pretty much back to his wild life of crime. He committed many armed robberies and threatened anyone who got in his way. So, on May 23rd, 1984, this is the same year he got paroled out of prison. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, this dude just, like, (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, he does not have any patience he does not have like oh let's lay low for a little no no he's just (laughs) straight back at it again wham bam um yeah doug abducted a 10 year old boy from portland oregon so the boy's name was luke treadway doug abducted the boy off the street while he was on his way home walking back from a friend's house sad he then took luke back to his apartment molested him for the next 36 hours and on the morning of the 25th, Doug shot the boy in the head and discarded the body. Oh, my gosh. Luke would be considered missing for, I think, it, like, 12 years, 13 years before Doug finally confessed Oh, my to the gosh. Crime. So he really did, like, totally get away with it. Yes. That's insane. We'll talk about it later while I come back to it. But, yeah, absolutely, like, insane. And I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things, like... From the fact that I read that he, like, ended up molesting multiple, like, crazy amount of kids. Yeah. So, it's, like, I feel like the story has to be repeated. Like, it's it's awful. Yeah. Um. So, later that same year, dog. His name's not dog. <laughs> later that same year, 
Doug was arrested for an armed robbery and sentenced to another 30 years in which he served less than seven years for. How the frick is that even possible? <laughs> like, especially if no. you've been in multiple times. Like, yeah, exactly. Justice system, where where you at? What you doing? What, you got yeah, better so things like, going on? Like, literally, like, what is that? Like, a fifth, a fourth, or whatever of his sentence, like, he served? Like, that's insane. Yeah. I know, math. But, like, he didn't even serve half his sentence. Like, no. At least give me half. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. No, it's like a quarter of his sentence. Seriously. Yeah. So, he was released on June. Oh. Eh. <laughs> so, he was released in June of 1991, and by October, the boy was added again. So... I don't know where this man got this idea, but he began advertising for day workers. So he was in Portland offering $10 an hour to anyone willing to help clear some bush for a youth camp in Central Oregon. Ew. Which is not Washington Family Ranch for all the people that thought so. <laughs> yeah. I thought so. I was like, dang, he really out here committing crimes on church camp. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. Um, they opened in 2011. All right. Good to know. <laughs> um, so... In reality, he took the men out into the middle of the Warm Springs Reservation in Wasco County and then murdered them by shooting them point blank in the head. Oh, my gosh. So, Doug ended up successfully doing this with three men. Like, just the same pattern of, like, oh, you want to come work for me? I'll give you ten bucks. Help me clear this out. Blah, blah, blah. Well, and back and in 91, like, too, them. like, that's a lot of money. Like, ten bucks an hour? That's a ton oh, of yeah. money. yeah. Which, obviously, he never gave. Yeah, exactly. He was money. All that gas, though, boy. That's what I was thinking. I was like, dang, that's a lot of driving. Anyway. Um, so, his downfall was on October 20th. And let me remind you, like, it's said in 91. He, June of 91, he got out. By October, he was doing this. So, October 20th. Less, like, he's just, I don't know, like, every weekend, like, this is his plan, his yeah. hobby. I don't know. But anyway. Doug picked up two homeless men from Portland, promising them work. There was 26-year-old Randy Scott Henry and then 31-year-old Anthony Sean, who went by Tony Nelson. So they loaded up with Doug, and he bought them food and alcohol and then drove them out to the secluded reservation. Once there, Doug pulled his pistol out and fatally shot Anthony Nelson in the head. Obviously, after seeing this, Randy, like Henry, the other guy, dipped he jumped out of the car and ran oh my gosh doug tried to shoot after him but miss and randy ended up back on the highway and escaped making his way back to portland dang so yeah he made his way back to portland and then he contacted police and the authorities and like led them back to doug yeah and, like, told him his story and like dude that's insane which okay I I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, point this out to, like, be like, hey, he was kind of smart because at the same time, like, we know that in – on the reservations and stuff like that, like, there's really not a lot of authority out there. Like, if you need something done, you, you pretty much – it's, like, up to the FBI kind of thing, like, to get coverage out there so he's kind of smart in like taking them to that place and it's freaking huge like you could he could have been anywhere in wasco county and a lot of it's just like forests and stuff like that so i don't know but then again he's not that smart because obviously he got caught so 
Yeah, I I really don't know why he decided to bring two people. Maybe he was getting like really edgy with himself, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm can do two at a time." Like, blah, blah. yeah. But then so again, like, like, what of the? Why did you take two? And what about the freaking dumb luck that he's been able to do this like multiple times? Like he's been in and out of prisons basically his entire life, and he's still getting away with stuff. Like, this is mind boggling. This is mind boggling. Yeah. So. He obviously gets caught. Like I said, Randy contacted police and the authorities came and, like, apprehended Doug. Like, yeah. he is caught red-handed. Um, and this is kind of where it gets kind of confusing. And like you said, like, oh, he's smart for doing that. Need a reservation? Well, <laughs> just you wait. Yeah. Um, on October 11, 1993, Doug was convicted for aggravated murder for the three men before Anthony Nelson and Randy Henry. Like, the incident that we just said. Yeah. That he was caught for and he received the death penalty now i really don't know why it kind of bothers me i think he i'll try to explain it doug was never convicted for anthony nelson because he was actually a native american and killing a native american on native reservation is a federal crime exactly so that's what i'm saying like there's really not a whole lot of jurisdiction out there so he was kind of smart in the sense that he went somewhere that's not going to be super patrolled by like the only cops that are out there are like the warm springs cops but it's not like a it's more like a federal thing it's not like a city thing if that makes sense yeah no that makes sense but i'm just trying to explain it better though it's it's bad that he decided to kill anthony nelson because it's a worse crime oh, yeah. to kill a Native American on Native land. Yeah. Like, it's bad to kill anyone, but, like, the fact that you killed a Native American on Native land, like, that just, like, triples it. Yeah, exactly. But, like I said, he ended up not being, like, he was never convicted because once Doug received the death penalty for the three before, he decided to drop all appeals and he was like, all right, I give up. I'm throwing my car down. White flag up. Kill me. Yeah. And he wanted to actually speed up the process of his execution. Which, yeah, I wonder why he would, like, what would cause him to get to that point? Did he, like, have, like, a guilty conscience and then all of a sudden he was like, oh, crap, maybe I should. Because, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm about to start working on the Wesley Allen Dodd case. And he's super interesting and I haven't even really started. It's just, like, the past info that I already know where he ultimately gave an interview where he was like I need to die because if you don't kill me I'm gonna keep doing this kind of thing so I wonder and, and this is the 90s too so I wonder if that was all going on around the same time and he kind of like found himself in the same kind of place you know what I mean well I will explain okay so like I said I'm not exactly sure what was Doug's viewpoint on speeding up the process and wanting to go straight into execution but Doug did become very guilty and he oh, had see? a heavy conscience about his past crimes. Yeah. About a week before his execution date, Doug actually confessed to the kidnapping of Luke Treadway. Mm -hmm. So now to remind you, he kidnapped Luke while he's walking home in 1984 and now the year is 1996. Oh my gosh. So Luke had been missing for 12 years. Yeah. Doug actually like volunteered to show authorities where the body was laid and he took them out to the same Wasco County Reservation where his other crimes took place, but they could not locate Luke. So they never oh, found sad. the body. Yeah. But Doug even wrote to the Oregonian and confessed. So I quote, 
On the morning of September 6th, I'm going to be gone. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm gone forever. I'm leaving a very violent past and a very evil person. I've done nothing but bad all my life. Done nothing but hurt people and stole people's money. I hurt all my friends. I'm a disgrace to my family, disgrace to everybody else. And I wanted to do one good thing before I left. I wanted to bring to light the death of Luke Treadway because that affected me very deeply. End quote. End quote. Well, okay. I wonder, too, just me, like, spitballing here. Like, I wonder if he had, like, any, like, personality disorder where, like, he would maybe, like, go into, like, fits of rage and, like, do things. And then, like, later on, like, it obviously it affected him in a way. And that's really sad, too, because, like, Wasco County like I said, is not super, like, populous at all, but it is with, like, you you got bears and cougars and, like, so much wildlife out there that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. even in the best of circumstances, you know, it would have been easy to lose a body, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, that's, like... It would be easy to lose a body, and, like, they said, like, he, like, you know, they're just, it's remote back roads, it's forests, so it's, like, 12 years ago, do you remember where you would bury a body? Yeah. I mean, you would Especially think. if you... I mean, this man is, but, like, killing multiple yeah. people, though, and burying bodies out there. So, maybe he forgot. I don't know. With everything but he's yeah, got going he, on, yeah. He said he couldn't find it. Um, so, Doug actually invited the Treadway family to view his execution if they thought it would bring closure. But they all denied the offer. Yeah. Luke's brother, Robert, who is now 25 at the time, quoted... What would be the point that would give him the satisfaction? And Luke's father, Ray, was also quoted asking a few questions about the murder. Referring to Doug, he asked, did this man commit the murder? To which the answer is yes. And, quote, and is he going to be put to death? Yes. Then he asked, when? The the answer was next week. In which the only thing he had to say was, good. Yeah, I feel like at that point, you know... They've spent so much time, like, grieving and not Uh having closure. Like, they finally get the closure. Like, I wouldn't want to. Like, what's the point? I would have said the same thing. Like, what would be the point? Like, if you're not here anymore, okay, cool, great. We got the justice that we needed? Okay, cool, great. Like, I would rather, like, move on with my life. And and I'm the type of person, like, I wouldn't want to see that. Like, I don't think that that's something, even if somebody did something to, you know – one of my family members, I don't think seeing someone else die is going to magically fix that for me. No. Um, yeah, I agree. And Ray also is quoted saying that he's like, we pretty much knew something like this happened to him. Yeah. Just because like his social security never popped back up, like nothing ever popped back up about him. So they just assumed like he was murdered. Mm-hmm. So that's like the family already accepted it way back when. So, yeah, they did not show up to the execution. Yeah. (sighs) But, yeah, just sorry. It's kind of like the timeline's a little weird on this one. But like I stated before, Doug dropped all his appeals and was Mm pro-execution. And he stated he wanted it done as soon as possible. And not only just because he had a heavy heart, he also did not want to go to prison. Especially since he just outed himself as a child molester. Yeah, which usually those guys don't vibe well. I was going to say, not that I've been to prison, but I've heard that, like, those guys are definitely, like, the worst kind of human beings on the planet. And even people in prison make sure that, yeah. Yeah. 
like, oh, you like to hurt kids? Okay, guess what? Like, we're going to hurt you kind of thing. To which I'm like, yeah, man, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You get what you get. Yeah. But, but it did end up taking three years till his day in the chair would come. So. Yikes. Fast That's forward to 1996. Time. I know, right? I don't know how the courts work. <laughs> but yeah. And he dropped all his appeals. It's not like he was like pushing it back. I, I don't know. Um, so the year is 1996 and John Kitzhaber was or has been governor for only a year. And just a little background on John. He was against death penalty as like stated before. He started the moratorium on it. Um, he also was a doctor for the past 20 years before becoming governor. So he had a huge, yeah, he had a huge moral issue since like he was against cash, capital punishment. But at the same time, like you have a man who A, got sentenced to death and B, is not going to fight it and is like, kill me. So it's like, it's one of those things like, what are you going to do? Like you literally have this guy that's like, I was sentenced to death. I accept it. Like, <laughs> what are you going to yeah. do about it? Like, I don't know. You can't say no. Um, so, yeah. They said that, like, John was literally, like, losing his mind over this thing. Um, and as we all know, I'm all about, like, the judge said so. Like, yeah. the judge said. He said. The judge said. The judge said Doug is going to die. He's going to die. Like, we got to we gotta respect the judge's wishes. So, um. A few weeks before the scheduled sentencing, two landline phones were installed in John's office, which I really want to look up. Like, do they still have them in the governor's office? I don't know. Which, I'm sorry, because I read that in Article 2, and the only thing that I could think of was the Powerpuff Girls and the little <gasps> red phones that, that they <laughs> had I was to like, the mayor's office. That's what I was thinking, like, too. I was like, wow, it's the only time I've ever, like, realized, like, oh, a landline in the office. But I'm like, that's real? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Taylor, anyways, this is very sorry. important. I know, and I'm sorry. I'm breaking up the somber downtrodden. This is this is so important. This is, like, literally the most okay. interesting part, if you ask me. Anyway, so one phone led to the attorney general and another straight to the execution chamber. It was said using either phone, John can make the call and just, like, cancel everything. Mm-hmm. So when the day came, John was so nervous with his decision quote i'd never ever been in that situation or felt those feelings before it's pretty easy to support the death penalty in the abstract but when you're sitting there and you have to make that decision it takes on a different nature which okay like literally like yeah i could say like oh my god he killed people kill him but like if i was the person that had to like call and be like yeah, we're going to kill it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Like, well, that's like see, pulling the I trigger. I feel opposite of you. I totally feel opposite of you because I feel like, okay, I'm not the judge who did that. First of all, I'm not the criminal who did those things. I'm just the person that's like the middle guy that just has to be like, yep, okay. So I feel like, yes. Oh, Would you're it be heartless. Heavy? Yes. Would it be heavy? Absolutely. But at the same time, like, that's why we have the justice system. And if we're doing it correctly, if we're, if we're getting the things done that are supposed to be done, then I feel like I'm not the one who put you in that position to begin with, you know? And I know that this is really, like, ridiculous to say, but it's like when you're, one of your kids gets in trouble and it's like, you know what? You made a decision. Now you have a consequence. I'm the person who has to give you the consequence, but at the same time, like, it's not my fault that you're getting a consequence if you're the one who made that decision. Yeah, I don't know so. if I agree with you about whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fine. 
Um, and I also read, like, annoyingly enough that they had to call John literally every hour from the attorney general's phone and then every half hour from the execution chamber until the execution to make sure the lines were working. Gross. So can you imagine that? Like, every half an hour, ring, ring, hey. Yeah. Hey. Line works. Yeah, yeah line works. Like Still working. So yeah. stupid. Um, yeah. And it was said that, like, that went on from 8 p.m. all the way until the final call at 11.52 p.m. So, the head of Department of Corrections asked John for the code word that indicated the proceeding of the execution. John replied, Treadway, which was the code word. And all he received back was right. Right as in Doug, Doug's last name. Yeah. So, yeah. I I don't know. It's <sighs> It's interesting. I think it's really, like, Cute is not the right word. Like, don't quote me on that. It's not cute that they use the kid's last name, but it's like, I don't know the word. It's like, yeah. I wonder why that was like the but the code supposedly the code word. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes and sense, and maybe I think I feel like if like John's situation, he must have been like, I'm doing this. Like, he literally killed. Like, it's justice for Treadway. Like, it's justice yeah. for all these people. Like, Treadway. Like, yeah, justice for this man or child. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. That's my viewpoint on it. But yeah, I think it's interesting too that they use code words instead of just like off with his head. Like, I don't know. What, that could work. Oh my God. But whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, interesting. So at 12.16 a.m. September 6th, Doug Wright was pronounced dead by lethal injection. So it was said that the like, execution went very smoothly, as smoothly mm-hmm. as it could go as like Oregon had not executed someone in over 30 years. So they were like really delighted. They're like, oh, sick. We literally haven't done this. Like, probably everyone in that room has never done this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it worked out well. Um, yeah. How awkward for everybody, again, to just like be there <laughs> in that. Um, so there is actually about 10 people invited to witness the execution, one being the mother of a victim. I think it's one of the guys, one of the homeless men. Yeah. Um, who said Doug made eye contact with her and mouthed I'm sorry and then like dropped his head while he waited for the injection to enter into his veins. Like Which the is last interesting thing he did was like that. Yeah. I was gonna ask, like, did he have any last words? Like, what did he say? Like, I don't know. I just and at that point, I don't know if that would be as a mom and she decided to go, like, I don't know if that would be something that you would have wanted or if that would have been more like a slap in the face like you don't get to tell me you're sorry like you can't take it back like yeah. you mean it like there's so many things that so many questions like I wish obviously I don't wish I was there but I wish you could have like had more detailed as like to how how it played out I guess lady does it look like I'm done with the podcast yet I didn't ask what do you mean you're waiting you want more details about how it played out no like how that whole like encounter played out like his body language like all of those kind of things like did it that's what i'm saying you know what you're very sassy today oh my goodness so another witness going. was wasco county sheriff art labruce labros who investigated the three murders that resulted in wright's death sentence and he quoted here's a man basically being put to sleep it's very quiet very dignified as humane as possible in contrast to the way he had killed others. So, yeah, Sheriff Art was not impressed. 
Um, yeah. There was also reporters who were there as witnesses, which really interesting. And they like actually complained about the experience. <laughs> um, yeah. They said it was so disappointing since once they pulled the curtains back to Doug, he was already like done up. He's ready to go. He's strapped to the gurney with needles already in him. So someone quote said like it was hard like to report on an execution that only lasted like two minutes. Like literally all they saw yeah. was like them saying like okay go and like push the button yeah like that's all they saw they didn't like see anything beforehand so yeah a lot of people are like what am i here i don't know yeah if, if throughout the whole thing like as i stated before all and all the like, execution went well um lots of people just said it was really like un like not emotional like lame yeah. it was just like uneventful just yeah. yeah it was nothing like it was just that was it it was like it wasn't as crazy. I mean, like I stated before, like history making, like it really wasn't anything like the people there were just like, meh, and he died. Yeah. <laughs> Which and again, it's lethal it. injection. It's like, what do you expect? Like he ain't going to scream and he yeah. wanted to die. He said, sign me up. So. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I want to know, like, what was his last words? Like, was he, what kind of like mood was he in? Was he happy he was going? Was he sad? Was he scared? Like, obviously the first guy we talked about, Broom, he was scared to death because he was crying the whole time. Like, But Broom didn't Doug, volunteer. No, I know that's, that's why I'm wondering what, how, I wonder what his body language was like and that's where I'm saying, like, with the whole mom situation, like, I don't know how I would feel as that mom, because, like, was he being sincere and saying sorry, or was he just being, you know, deceitful and just saying it because he could? I mean, that's what I mean. I don't know. Well, to tell you the truth, he ended up dead, so. <laughs> In the end, he had no emotion. Yeah. Um. But, Yeah. He Doug's body was autopsied and then cremated at a Salem funeral home because his family refused to take it. Um, Interesting. I don't know what happened to his ashes. Maybe they threw him in the garbage. Like I literally don't know how, what happens. When I that wonder, happens. like, yeah, I, how they. I mean, I know from the funeral home that we used to, my husband used to work at and stuff that like they hold on to people's ashes. Like they don't get rid of them, but and that's in the. That's in the case of, like, homeless people or people who are unidentified, but I don't know if it's, like, a biohazard. Do they just, like, get rid of them, like, if nobody wants them? I wonder – I want to ask that question. I wonder what happens. Yeah, I don't understand. It's, like, yeah, they have to, like – I don't know. Maybe they put them in the same bag with all the needles. I don't know. Lots of biohazard, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, just like that, a loser man made history as being one of Oregon's first lethal injection executions. And um, crazy enough, nine months later, another man named Harry Moore, which we will totally do his story because it's wild. Um, he went down the same road by dropping his appeals and volunteering for death. Interesting. So Harry was actually the last person to be executed in the state of Oregon. To this day, Oregon has many inmates on death row, but no real dates of execution. Um, and the moratorium placed by Governor... Kitzhaber yeah. still stands today. So there's literally no end in sight of anyone's life being stopped by the yeah. death penalty in Oregon. At least currently. It'll be interesting if... I, I mean, and it's hard too because I feel like Oregon is 
interestingly, we're very Republican, but because of Portland, it's so liberal in Portland and because of majority votes, like we end up always being like a democratic state. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if it will ever change because Democrats typically aren't for that. And it's the Republicans that are, but you know, yeah, we're not going to get super political here, but it is just interesting to to know. It's it's crazy. And like, like I stated before, a lot of people, I think the reasons why it switched so many times is because, like, one person would do something and they're like, oh, my God, they don't receive – like, they shouldn't receive death penalty. Like, ugh. Like, like for instance, like, say they're in and out of prison so many times and it's like, okay, like, what are we going to do? Let's just kill him. Like, but would say his last crime was something, like, not that bad. Yeah. So it's like most people like all they see is like that crime that wasn't that bad and like we're sentencing to death for like robbing someone like what the heck like there's people there's literally like child killers and stuff like that like just living life in prison but we're sentencing him to death. So I think that's why it keeps flip flopping It's just like the justice system is just so weird in that situation of like I don't know what the rules are if it's like sir you've had so many choices like but now like you're done or it's like well, at least your crimes are getting better. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's interesting, to say the least. Um, I read a lot of articles. I think we read the same article. Um, did you read yeah. about, like, the Gary guy? Hogan? Yeah. Yeah, I want to do him really bad, too. Because in the same article that I read about um, Governor Kitzhaber, he actually had to, like, contact the family and say, we're not killing him. And the yeah. family was pissed. Super so, upset by so it. So it's just, yeah. like, one of those things where it's, like, I don't know like there's no good option because like if I wanted someone to die because they murdered a family member then like I feel like (laughs) I don't know it's one of those things like in that moment like would you feel like yeah he should die I should be able to choose they dies but then like same thing happens to someone else and it's like oh really should he die like I don't know it's just really weird it's hard to like explain um but but yeah then again I'm also totally for if the judge says kill him you gotta kill him ridiculous exactly but yeah um that was today's history lesson tell your family dinner tonight over some spaghetti and say hey like did you know that this loser named doug is like oregon's first lethal injection execution crazy and then you can say like did you know that like you don't have to be a trained doctor to kill people (laughs) legally oh my gosh we're educating people oh my gosh tristan no, you'll have to. Dude, we might start some careers here. Not in Oregon, yeah. though. You had to move, bud. You can't stay in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. We, you will not have a good career. We're, like, not executing anyone. But maybe, like, in the South, like, who knows? Who maybe, knows, yeah. Maybe you can be, like, the electric chair, like, engineer. Engineer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, you can design them. I wonder if they, like, Ugh. make new ones, like, new models. I'm honestly surprised that it's not just all lethal injections. I didn't even realize, like, we still allow um, electric chair. That just sounds, like, awful. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, Yeah. It's also one of those things, like, do states, like, pick either, like, where all of ours are going to be lethal injection or all of ours are going to be electric chair? Because it's, like. Oh, my gosh. There are states who still do it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, do they pick, like, if you get death penalty in the state of Texas no matter what you get electric chair or do they do both? Cause like, do you have to do something really bad to get electric chair? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I obviously no everyone would rather have lethal injection. It's painless. You don't want electric chair. Like who's going to volunteer for that? 
Okay, and I'm sorry, but disgustingly, and I refuse to look at it, but there are videos of people who have passed in the electric chair, so that's disturbing. I know. Also, like, totally watch out, because, like, when I was, like, typing in lethal injection, it, like, I was trying to, like, you know, do research, and I'm like, oh, lethal injection, and it's, like, lethal injection fails videos, or, like, lethal injection. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my yeah. God, who wants to watch that? Like, I don't want to watch someone no, get injected, and then they end up not dying. Do. I was like, <laughs> So, yeah. Watch out. That's your warning for today. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it's an interesting topic. Let us know what you think. Do you think um, Doug is a big loser or if he is a major loser? I think he's <laughs> Is he a big loser or just a little loser? I, I think, don't know. Yeah, and I think it's funny because like literally had no idea who this man is. But he is only famous because he is Oregon's first lethal injection, which... Yeah. Again, you're famous for being a loser. Pretty much. Loser. I can't do it very well. My boyfriend could do it, though. He is really good. Loser. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to quote SpongeBob. Oh. The, like, no. With the pickle guy? He's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I-, I know what you're trying to do, but no, I cannot do it. <sighs> Sorry. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, that was today's episode. I hope you guys liked it. Um... Like Thanks and subs- for tuning in. Like and subscribe. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Like our Facebook page. Ooh. We literally don't post on there. Um, like on Instagram. <laughs> Sometimes I make Instagram posts and Taylor posts them. You can tell which one Taylor posts is because the captions are always whack. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Again, thank you for listening. And yeah, we will see you next week. Loser. Bye. I can't do it. Loser. It's, how does he do it? It's like. Loser. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Doug Wright is a loser. Bye. <laughs>